Being self-employed requires a certain level of crazy. Building a brand takes patience and dealing with social media and its never-ending triggers doesn't exactly make the journey any easier. Welcome to The Climb Podcast, where we go beyond picture-perfect Instagram feeds and invite women entrepreneurs to keep it unapologetically real about the totally relatable things that we all go through but rarely share. Believe me, boss, if you've ever wished you were further, faster, richer, younger, smarter, bolder, or better, you're not alone. We all have these thoughts, and way more often than any of us will ever admit. Take a break from social media and join me and other self-made bosses for a true behind-the-scenes conversation. We're talking goals, epic fails, dreams, rejection, imposter syndrome, big wins, and everything in between. If you're anything like me, you chose entrepreneurship for the freedom. And with that, we both accepted the million and one curveballs that come with it. It's time to share the curveballs and stop acting like everything's all good 100% of the time. My hope is that with every challenge shared on this podcast, we all can collectively breathe a little easier, show ourselves a lot more grace, and actually find gratitude in all the crazy twists and turns that come with being the boss. I'm Kelly Ray, and this is The Climb. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me for this episode of The Climb. Today, I am chatting with Erin McManus, an amazing illustrator and someone I've known for about five or six years now. Before I started branding photography, I actually started off interviewing women entrepreneurs for my blog. Um, I would meet them in their workspace, we'd take photos, and we'd sit down, and I'd ask them questions, and it actually was a springboard into my branding photography. Erin was actually one of the first women I interviewed all those years ago, so of course I wanted to have her on my podcast because I thought it'd be really cool to hear how her climb has been since then. Erin McManus is the brain and talent behind the illustration and stationery brand Paper Raven Co., based in Atlanta, Georgia. Erin has been running her business full-time for six years with the passion for surface design and paper products. Hallmarks of the Paper Raven Co. brand include a healthy love for florals, witty puns, delicate hand lettering, and intricate patterns. Erin has had the pleasure and opportunity to partner with clients like Target, Macy's, Publix, Aldi, and Trader Joe's, and works with a number of wonderful licensees. She is currently working on her second fabric collection with Cotton Plus Steel and has authored two art guidebooks with Quarter Publishing. I'm so excited for you to meet her. So let's dive in. Well, welcome. Thank you. Welcome to The Climb. You are our official first R. Who's R? It's just me. You are my official <laughs> first guest. Um, and I'm excited because I wanted to have you on because one, we're friends and I love you. And also you were one of my original interviews, uh, like 2016, 2017. I don't even know. Mm -hmm. I know time flies when you're oh having my, fun. <laughs> oh my goodness. So this is going to be amazing. Um, and just like a little bit about this podcast, um, I'm having women entrepreneurs like you on because I just want people to understand that no matter what everything looks like on Instagram, we all do go through a lot of the same things. Um, and like Instagram is literally 
10% of it, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's marketing, it's cute, it's pretty, we don't tell everything. Um, and I called it the climb because I do believe that this journey that we're on, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm going to ask people, is there a top, but I feel like there never really is. Um, and it just kind of keeps going. Um, and sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's hard. And it's just really what you kind of just make out of that, out of your life, out of everything. So welcome. And thank you for joining. This is so Absolutely. amazing. Erin. Thank you oh for goodness. having me. I'm so honored. And like, I agree with everything that you just said. So yeah, like I got some stuff to tell you. No, <laughs> we are going to talk about it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So Aaron McManus, you are the owner of Paper Raven Co. Is it Paper Raven Co. or is it company? Mm -hmm. Okay. Paper Co. Raven Co. Yeah. Okay. Because that's how I've always been saying it. I'm like, is it? Okay. Um, yeah. And you're based in Atlanta, just like me. I love it. Yeah. And how long have you been in business? Um, I have been in business full time for six years. So just kind of doing this without a safety net for six years. And it, it's going really well so far. Wait, so. So tell us about um, when you say without a safety net, like how did you get into it? And why don't you have a safety net? Um, well, I started six years ago, I was working full time as a product designer. And I, um, I really enjoyed my job, like what I was doing, but the environment was really toxic. Okay. Um, and I, I'm sure there's a lot of people who can relate to that. They're working a day job and just a little disclaimer that if you are working a day job or if you are, if you have like a side hustle, um, you're no less of like a creative entrepreneur than anybody else. There's room Absolutely. for everybody. So I just wanted to get that in there. Cause I think a lot of people think like, oh, well, if I'm not doing this full time, it's not real. If I don't right. ever make it to that point, well, then I'm not as successful. Right. Um, and there's room for everybody. So I wanted to start with that. But um, I decided that the path I wanted to take was to um, to go at this full time and to really uh, achieve financial freedom in my business. So it kind of started off, I was working um, at a day job and I started developing my product line. Um, but I'm going to take this up so I can hear what I am saying. Um, Sorry, I hope my dog isn't making too much noise in the background. I don't hear. <laughs> okay. Um, so I decided to like work on my product line and stuff while I was um, at work, um, during my lunch breaks, after hours, things like that. And we had some flexibility at work. So I listened to a lot of podcasts about like personal finance and developing your product line and how to be um, financially savvy in your business. So I was kind of listening to that while I was designing for someone else and and I started to build my business from the ground up. Um, and then I was laid off unexpectedly. Oh. So when I say, yeah, when I say without a safety net, it really was, it just, you know, my, it just wasn't my, there. <laughs> yeah. My employment ended. And luckily I had spent enough time while I was still working that I was able to kind of build a foundation and I was able to, um, give myself a little bit of a, of a safety net starting out, but I currently work full time. This is all I do. And um, it's it's been great. This is amazing. Okay, so when did you feel like, um, I think I'm good, as in like, I think I'm stable, like when, like what year might have that been for you? Well, I started, I so I left and went full time in 2015. And my goal was to make back my um, corporate salary. 
okay. within a year of, of the date that I, I officially went full-time for myself. And I was lucky enough, or I worked hard enough um, to make that back within nine months, um, the first oh, wow. nine months of being self-employed. So yeah, so I was really, um, I was really proud of that. I worked really hard to do that. And that's the point where I felt, you know what, okay. I know a lot of my family members were nervous about, you know, cause I was the only person in my family that was self-employed um, okay. besides my stepfather, but he had been, you know, he has a completely different kind of business model. Okay. Um, so I know like I had family members who are a little bit worried about leaving full-time employment so young and without, you know, tens of thousand dollars in my savings account. I'm pretty sure I had like a hundred bucks. <laughs> Did anybody try bucks. to talk you out of it or were oh, they yeah. relatively supportive? Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, I think most people were really supportive, but like my mom, for example, and she is wonderful and I love her. She did, you know, she's, yeah, she's in that generation that you stay at a company for 20 years and they take care of you. And, um, and that's wonderful. But I also think that it's not our reality anymore, especially Mm -hmm. as millennials or Gen Z. Um, that's not something we really can count on. I I have always found that benefits are very hard to come by. Um, so, you know, she was just coming from a different mindset than I was and, and wanted to make sure that I, you know, wasn't going to find myself in a really sticky situation. And, um, I remember the first time I had a card, uh, in target and my mom called me and she said, I'm so proud of you. Like, I should have never told you, you couldn't do this. Aww. Like, I, I'm just so proud of you. And, and, and I always knew that she, I mean, she always was, but, um, but yeah, that, uh, that moment scared. was scared. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. It's you want the best for your kids. So would you say that the biggest risk was just kind of like just doing it or what huge risk did you take in the beginning? I think the biggest risk was, was just kind of doing it. I didn't really have a choice because my boss was like, (laughs) Hey, you know, um, and it was like the day before, uh, my boyfriend at the time, now my fiance, uh, we were going to Scotland. So we got on the plane and we went, you know, overseas and and I'm standing you know we went on all these hikes and stuff and I'm standing on the top of this mountain after we did this hike and I was just like when I get back I don't have to be anywhere I don't have to show up for anything I don't have to answer to anybody and it was like it could have been really scary but it was Mm -hmm. just really exciting and so that was really cool to have that moment so I kind of took that energy and decided to run with it instead of being like oh well so many things could go wrong you know, right. luckily, <laughs> okay, I was so able to extremely positive mindset. Uh, I, I think so. I mean, I was still nervous. You okay. know, I still hustled because I was worried. Um, okay. You know, what if I, what if I can't do this? What if it doesn't work out? Okay. And um, yeah, so but what did your hustle look like? Um, It was, it was a lot of hours. <laughs> not a not a sustainable thing okay. now that I'm in my 30s and I'm just like yeah we can't do that anymore. <laughs> um but you know I was I was gosh uh six years ago I was 28 29 I still had that youthful spark yeah. um, like, I <laughs> still have that youthful sleep at 3 a.m <laughs> <laughs> exactly and so you know it really um it was a lot of hours and I had to learn 
as part of my business and and growing up in my business that that's not always sustainable and it's going to change and that's fine. I can hustle for the first couple of years, but then after that, you start to build a rhythm and you don't really have to do that unless you want to. I don't want to anymore. So um. So you develop a system (laughs) where we don't have to do that all the time. And so how is your system now compared to what it was when you first started? Um, I think a lot of that has to do with like my client roster over the years, I've been able to build relationships. And so I have, instead of always having to do the groundwork of reaching out to clients and, and submitting everywhere just to get one or two things placed with different companies. Now I've been able to build a, a rapport with some of my clients so that they keep coming back to me for work, which is really wonderful. And oh, I have I a wonderful roster of clients. Yeah. So some of that has come naturally. And then some of that has come from learning in my business, like what are the things that bring me the most joy and make me the most money and are not time consuming. So like a little bit of strategy as well of like, um, you know, how can I make the most money for the least amount of effort, which sounds so scroogey. No, I say that all the time. I'm like, I want to work less, but get paid more. Is that Mm -hmm. a thing that we can do, especially like a service space? Like it's just you, it's just me. So Mm -hmm. it's really important, I think, to figure out that balance and just understand that we went into entrepreneurship for the freedom. So if you're kind of I don't know, chained to your desk, so to speak. Is that actually the life that we wanted? Or, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes I'm chained to this table, but it's just like, (laughs) but then it's just like, but you control all that, don't you? So maybe figure out a way to not be, just like figure it out. Do you have any like passive income situations that like don't require you to physically do anything to make money? Yeah, I do. Um, And that's something that I'm actually working a lot more on now, Um, which I think that's like become like a new thing. Like everyone's like, oh my gosh, we discovered this thing. You can have a lot of freedom with it. Um, But I do a lot of licensing. So I do um, illustrations for different companies and I do that work once up front. They produce all of the cards or all of, you know, the fabric or home decor, whatever it is. And they then um, just send me royalty checks. So it's half okay. of income yes, in that way. Checks. Yeah, I know. I love my mailbox when the mailman comes or the, the excuse me, the mail person comes. Yes. Um, I am always really excited because usually the mail means money. So <laughs> yes. I always love that part of my day. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here, drink some tea, and just look out the window and wait for the mail mm-hmm. person. And just hope the checks just roll yeah. in. Yes. Um, but yeah, so I do a lot of licensing. I do... Um, cell phone cases. I do digital invites that I do that one time I build it out. Um, and it lives on a website uh, with another partner of mine. And then, you know, it just kind of rolls in every month. And, um, and I do have to do some work to maintain those relationships and keep getting new work up there. But for Mm -hmm. the most part, if I decided like, let's say I got sick or I got hurt, knock on wood, heaven forbid, um, or I needed to take a break or I wanted to take a break. Let's say I wanted to take a sabbatical. I could not submit to those things, you know, to those partnerships for let's say six months. Okay. And I would still generate revenue, even if I didn't have to. Yeah. So it's. Erin, I can't take a break for six months. (laughs) I 
I really want to, I would love to be able to do that. But then there's another part of me that's like, if I didn't work, I would probably go nuts because I love what I do. So I mean, more nuts than I already am. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But like, this is, uh, would you say this is aligned with your purpose? Definitely, definitely, for sure. I don't, uh, sometimes I've, I've had this thought recently about, um, because my fiance and I are getting married and Mm -hmm. then we're talking about potentially starting a family and I, it's brought in these larger questions of like, when I'm 50 and I'm 35 right now, or I'll be 35 in August when I'm 50, when I'm 65, what does my business look like? And will I ever leave it? Because I love it you know, but I, it's hard to imagine myself at a much older age, still doing the things I'm doing now. I would like to achieve some sense of financial freedom that I'm still doing artistic things, but you know, later in life, I'm not wholly dependent on still. Right. And it's not on somebody else's timeline and there's no deadlines Mm -hmm. and it's just kind of back to being your, your thing that you do for yourself. I could see that. I definitely think it's like a, it's a lifelong part thing that it's always going to be. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I think photography would be something that I would always do. And then I'm not sure if I would be doing it like at the age of 50 for other people, maybe Beyonce, but, um, (laughs) you know, I mean, I hope so. (laughs) Let's manifest that for you. I mean, you know, just for like a certain clients, um, (laughs) those But I think no, I would totally. want it to be like, you know, I don't know, because I love traveling. So I think it would somehow turn into back to my actual, my actual, all of my things that I love combined. So like photography with travel or I don't know, just something like that. It probably would be yeah. that. I don't know if I'd be 50 shooting actual people. We'll see. I imagine I mean, you like in Europe somewhere and you're just right? shooting like while y'all are on vacation and then you're just sending it over to, you know, magazines or travel. Yeah, Vogue, you know, they just, they needed Vogue, it because yeah. Annie, she retired. So I exactly. have to take over for her. Yeah. Naturally, naturally. <laughs> of that's, course. That's where I see you. You're like, you know, in yes, like I the beautiful this. Mediterranean Sea and I'm like, feeling it for you. <laughs> yeah, I take one picture and I'm done. $20,000. Thank you. <laughs> A dream. Okay. We're calling that into existence. Um, Okay. So I want to know what does success look like to you? I would say financial freedom. Okay. And I think um, for me, that simply means like, I don't really need like a lavish lifestyle. I just want to be able to pay my mortgage and if I have children, uh, send them to school and provide for them and have a life that feels comfortable for me, Mm -hmm. um, where I can continue to do what I love every day and make a sustainable living from that. And I also, you know, would like to have the resources to give back to the causes I care about to run a sustainable business. And sometimes making those kind of eco-conscious choices ends up costing a little bit more upfront but I would like to be able to continue to be able to do those things. Um, I love that. And my, my uh, Pinterest level dream is I, I really just want a pool 
I just want a pool. Just a pool. That's all I want. I love that. I've always said like, you know, I don't need to be a billionaire. Like Mm -hmm. just, I don't, I just want to be able to do what I want when I want, like, that's it. So whatever that number is, that's it. You know, if I want to like fly my family to Italy, great. And if I want to buy a new couch, great. Like it doesn't, you know, like it doesn't have to be like crazy. I just want to be, I think it's, I think it's financially secure. Um, but also I was just on a call with, um, one of my clients, her name is Angelica. And she was telling us, um, that we really should kind of like identify a core value. And I figured out that one of them was actually like generosity. And so oh. just being able to like, you know, get the bill or send a gift or do it like, those are the things that I just like to be able to do without having to like check my bank account first. So I yeah, feel like, I love that. I, I feel love like that. that would be a part of it. It's just kind of like, um, I feel like success to me would be if I can take care of myself and others. Yeah. Essentially. Exactly. <laughs> well, I feel like after, you know, being a millennial, I graduated from my undergrad in 2008 during the crash. And, you know, man, you know, there's, there's, it's been, it's been hard. You know, there, <laughs> there were times before I started my business and I was between jobs or I was working weird jobs or freelance jobs in, con, you know, in conjunction with maybe a day job or mm-hmm. being a barista or something. And I remember there was one night I was so, I was so broke that I could not afford to buy myself dinner. And I was cry? dating Daniel at the time. Yeah, it was. And <laughs> I remember, like, I, I feel like I hold on to that moment in my life um, because I remember Daniel, uh, my fiance, he, we, I mean, we literally, we went through our couch to see if we could get enough loose change for Are a coin star. Yeah, we were, I mean, we were really poor. I mean, and there's nothing like that's an experience that has given me so much perspective in my life. Yes. Um, wow. Because there are so many people who can relate to that. And luckily, I am not in that situation anymore. We actually just bought our house. And my business is a big reason we did that, you know, because nice. my business was stable enough to afford that. And that was something that night when we were, you know, Daniel took me out to Chipotle and we, we got a burrito and we split it, you know, and because uh, that's all we could afford. And that's a reality for so many people. And I think yes. a lot of people are looking, you know, for a way to rise above those circumstances and I think particularly millennials like we it was a rough time in there for a while you know I think a lot of people can relate to that and um and so it it just gives me the perspective of this very deep gratitude yes that that things have changed and you know it partially it was you know hard work partially it was circumstance you know and and I think you know, that's lent me a lot of perspective that kind of sticks with me. Okay. Um, So, yeah. And so uh, when you're thinking back on the time when you could barely eat, how did you decide from there to keep going in the direction you were going with entrepreneurship as opposed to um, quitting and just 
finding a job and just kind of like giving up on that dream? Like what kept you going? Um, I think I started to quickly learn that when I was working for other people, that there was always this cap. It, it didn't matter. I could run a thousand miles an hour and the result is still the same mm-hmm. or I could run 10 miles an hour and either the result is the same or I get fired, you know? <laughs> um, but with entrepreneurship, it's really like you can get out of it what you put into it. And the more that I you know, have grown up in my business, the more I've realized okay, I can get a lot more out of these certain things. So I'm going to invest in them. So I think for me, it was a lot of like, I have to overcome this and a lot of like personal drive to say, this is not the situation I want to find myself in. Cause I was, I was employed at that point. You know, I had, I wasn't full-time employed at one company, but I had jobs and I was working for a photographer and I was working for, you know, was doing all these things. And, um, but they were all determining like what my hourly rate was. And I had my student loans and I had, you know, the regular bills that come with life. And I was realizing like, this isn't working for me. Like Mm -hmm. I can do all this work and it still doesn't add up to what I need. So I think for me, it was a real drive to just simply change. Like I realized the only thing I could control was me and, and the choices I was making. So I, you know, decided that my goal would be to eventually be self-employed. And at that point I wasn't, and I was still a couple of years away from, from my self-employment, but, um, but I knew that that was always the goal. So I went into my next job, which was that product designer job, um, with the intention to leave and start my own business. Oh, I love that. So So we went from burritos to filet mignon. Just kidding. Gosh, I hope so. We're ordering takeout tonight. So, I mean, <laughs> oh, yes. be like, Daniel, the filet mignon, bring it over. <laughs> Come on. And the lobster and the shrimp. We're celebrating. <laughs> okay. So uh, tell me what kind of like self-care rituals are you currently into? How do you stay sane? I think that's a great question. Um, my current self-care ritual is saying no which I'm, I'm really, it's taken me a long time to get there. It's a process Um, because I'm a people pleaser and I like to say yes. And I like to, there's, there's always this like back of your mind feeling of like, I still have to hustle. If I stop moving, everything else stops moving, including money all the time. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And so for me, I've realized like, I don't, not that I don't want to, I simply can't hustle all the time. And we went through a period in Dan and my relationship where I was working almost every night. We would sit on the couch and and I would still be working even if we were together. And we had some hard conversations. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, you know, probably can relate to a lot of this. And I finally had to decide, like, I need to start saying no to things, even if it's saying no to I don't need to create a graphic for my Instagram tomorrow. Like my relationship is more important. And not that we were like, you know, falling apart or anything like that, but I could recognize that, um, that I wanted to, you know, feel closer to my partner. And I wasn't doing that. Even if I was like putting in the time of sitting on the couch. Um, right. 
So I felt like I need to start saying no to things. I need to stop overbooking myself. I'm like the queen at overbooking myself. No. <laughs> Wait a minute. Because we're going at it alone. And so you just feel like I have to do everything. Um, I think there was a point in time I'm working from like 7 a.m. to midnight. And then um, literally when you don't have something to do or there's a space, you try to then fill that space because now you're working so much. It feels weird if you don't have anything to do. And so you're like, well, let me find something to do. And it's just like, you could just chill out, but that feels weird. And it's just like, you could do some self-care and you're like, well, what's that? Right. Exactly. I, I can't, I like, I'm like shaking my head. Yes. Over here vigorously <laughs> like, because like today, for example, after, so after we do our interview, I have to take my dog for a walk and I have to send some like sketch changes to somebody. I could be okay. done with my day at, at three fifteen, but I have booked up my little, like I have a, a notebook that I do like hour by hour. What am I working on? Or, or like time chunk by time chunk. What am I working on? And Did like you put sure something enough, in there for every I hour. Put, it's <laughs> not every hour, but I'll do like, for example, like 9.30 to 11 this morning was I had to work on a submission for Christmas cards. Okay. Um, and then, you know, so I block off all my time. So I know what I'm doing for the rest of the day. So I know like, okay, I'm, I'm making progress on all of these things. Okay. And it just, I'm very type A, so it just helps but my like, brain But like, when does know. it end? Do you have a set end time? Usually around six o'clock. Cause that's usually when Dan gets home and I start making dinner, but okay. it's funny. Cause you said, when does it end? And I was like, I know, in like, my brain, you, I was like, never. Does it spill over? Do you never? start back at 8 PM, Aaron? No, sometimes that's last night I did. Last night I did. Cause <laughs> I sat on the couch and I did a little illustration, but now I'm in the part where, or at the point where I say to Dan, okay, like I have not worked after dinner any night this week. I have something I want to do. Do you mind if I do that? And oh, wait, I love that, I, that. Yeah, I don't need permission from him, but it's my way of saying I respect that yes. you may want to do something different. And, and I, yeah, it's just my way of letting him know, like, I care about you. And if you really wanted to do something else, or if you wanted to talk to me about something like, I don't have to do this, but I just want to make sure you're okay if I'm using our time to partially do. This. Oh my God. I so. love that. Like I've never thought of that before. Cause I just kind of like barrel through stuff and you're just like <laughs> assuming that your partner's like, okay, I've never yeah. thought about that. And I am fully going to incorporate that into my <laughs> life. I also feel like that's a good way to like have a set kind of stop time when you were supposed to really be stopped anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I just pick stuff back up at like nine o'clock and I'm like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, oh, because I had. To. Yeah. Just... Yeah. I mean, that's self-care. It's like training myself. And it's like I said, it's a process. You know, you're not just going to wake up and be like, I'm going to say no, you know, and I'm <laughs> going to be perfect at it because you're sort of battling against your like long held habits. It's and um, so my saying no is, is, is things like choosing my relationships and saying like, if I don't post to Instagram tomorrow morning, like I will, I'll usually make my graphics at night and then I post them first thing in the morning. That's when I get okay. the most engagement on my Instagram. And so I feel like at night, if I'm not prepared the next morning to have that ready to go, I won't post. Right. And, um, and so sometimes my self-care is being like, no one's going to die 
if you don't, <laughs> if you don't. Instagram. will they even notice no I'm one's not gonna even sure. notice yeah, Wait, you're very like, organized though. So you make a graphic every night to post the next day. Like that's like uber organization. <laughs> Not every night. <laughs> okay. Now it's like maybe twice or three times a week because I've started okay. to realize like I love Instagram, but it's not the thing that makes me money. I need to oh. focus on the things that make me money. Okay. Instead of focusing on like, I mean, building an audience, there's a lot of worth to that and like a lot of social proof but but ultimately that's not the thing that's bringing in the dollars so oh, I love that so concentrate where the dollars are and if you don't show up on Instagram every now and then it's like who cares if that's not yeah. where you're <laughs> if that's not where the money is girl right right and a lot of people I mean have different business strategies and for some people that is where a lot of their conversions come in and a lot of their customers come in for me um I have enough things to keep me busy, like enough clients that, you know, I, I have these deadlines and, and those deadlines have to come before me giving free content to the world. Okay. You know? So, um, saying no is like my biggest self-care thing right now. And, okay. um, actually I wrote this down. I want to make sure I mention it. Um, yes. oh yeah. The other thing that is my self-care is gardening. And plants. Oh my gosh! So, so alive and thriving and fresh. Thank you. <laughs> um, so we, like I said, we just bought our house. So part of my self care now is like upgrading the house and like doing little fun things. And and we have okay. a garden in the back, and we're growing tomatoes. We'll see if we ever, you know, I'm a very I amateur. Started gardener. a garden and something like ate it. Like something went no. and attacked. <laughs> something went attack my garden so now my oregano is all like oh, I no. tried I really tried do you think it's bunnies go get no you. I see these birds out there all the time I'm like oh. looking right now they just hang out and I feel like it was these birds and these squirrels They're and like, maybe had like some kind of west side story situation out there it's just like <laughs> it's really like it's just terrible it's I <laughs> so that's not like self-care for me currently because I just go out there and get more stressed because <laughs> I'm just like these are like 50 cents at Home Depot no it's kidding um what do I do for self-care I try to just close my laptop and just either go outside I love kind of like just sitting outside either at the park or on my patio just kind of like listening to the trees it's kind of weird but it just yeah it's very grounding and I just kind of like like to like I like all when my all my senses are like activated at the same time so like smell the sound all of it um and coffee which is not really <laughs> I mean it soothes me I'm not addicted guys but it's, it's just soothing. Okay. So I have to have coffee every morning. And I no, think I feel, I feel that. like that's, I feel like that's self-care. Yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, there's worse things you could do every morning. <laughs> you know, if, if it's coffee, I think you're good in the that's, grand. That's about season. it. That's as crazy as I get in the morning. Yeah. I am not a morning person, by the way. Wait, are you a morning person? Okay. Oh, no. I could stay up till two, three o'clock in the morning, yes. like a champ. But yes. if you want me to get up at 6 a.m., I am, like, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> the birds are chirping and I'm like, why? Why are you awake now? <laughs> yes. Oh my yes. Gosh. No, I feel the same way. And I like what you said about being grounded. I feel like that 
I think that's part of why I like to do gardening and why Mm -hmm. I've started to say no a little bit more is because then I have time to do those things where I can really just like be in my own body and like listening to like, am I tired? Like, do I, like what is going on here? It's not just looking at my to-do list and like, what's the next thing and what's the next thing and what's the next thing. And like, I think there's a lot to be said for if you're able to spending time out in green space or going on a walk or getting your vitamin D. Just um, some kind of air. I love, oh, I love the I love sun that. is my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> I will stand in the sun and bake all day. It just, it, I don't, it charges me. I don't know what it does, but the sun is my favorite thing about earth. Actually, it's just like the dying star. I have to agree. <laughs> favorite um I feel like do you feel like you've ever had a time when you needed to like schedule your (laughs) self-care like fit it in like (laughs) or you won't do it it's right now okay (laughs) (laughs) I have to it's yeah I really do I have on my list I should have brought my notepad I could have showed you um so I write out my day and I do schedule an hour for lunch Um, It's on there as its own line item. But recently I have been having to schedule out workout time because I'm really, really good at making a ton of excuses for why I don't have time to work out or why I don't have time to do that. So if I put it in the list of things to do as if it's it's equal priority, then I have a much better time at doing that. And it's something that I've helped. I have... um, probably like every other entrepreneur, I have a lot of anxiety. Um, And it's (laughs) something that I've really, it has really helped me to sort of find a balance and and feel a little bit less anxious because it gives me an outlet for it. So that has been something, especially in my thirties that I've had to learn, you know, it's been a bumpy road, but like (laughs) I really had to learn, I have to prioritize this or I'm really going to regret it. Okay. The list, like I love making lists. However, I have come to the conclusion by now that I, I routines are ineffective for me. Like if it's like the mm-hmm. same thing. So I've tried and tried and tried and tried to make a list, make a schedule, work off that. Like I have like a million different versions of it and I just cannot do it. Like if I say 8 a.m., 9, 10, like for whatever reason, I will not follow the block list. And I've even taught people how to time block and I cannot, (laughs) I cannot time block. So is this just like a personality thing? Like, how do you, like, do you just love time blocking? Or maybe you're just very just diligent. And I don't know, like, I don't know why I can't do it. I think for me, it's like a personality thing. Like I, get a lot of satisfaction from like accomplishing things. And the way that I feel I've accomplished something is to check the box. Okay. And so like, I'll have a, a little square box that I draw in and I'll write the time and what I'm going to do. And when that thing is done, I check the box. And that's like, okay. I probably sound like the weirdest person, but I'm like, that is the thing for me. Like okay. some people reward themselves with like, oh, I'm going to like treat myself to this, or I'm going to go, okay. you know, shopping or I'm going to go on a walk or I'm going to get whatever it is for me it's just the feeling of accomplishment and like those little milestones that keep me like that um like 
reinforcing you're doing a good job you're doing a good job maybe that makes me nuts oh. maybe maybe I needed a little bit more like hugs from my parents or something <laughs> but like, we can all find but, kind of like what what reward kind of like works for us specifically because yeah. maybe I just haven't found like my reward <laughs> well that's the beautiful part about like being an entrepreneur right is that like you don't like if you work for a boss, you have to do it your boss's way. But if right. you work for yourself, like maybe that works for me. And like, that's not something you love doing or it doesn't work for you. Like when you're self-employed, you can make that choice and like figure out like, okay, this thing works best and for me. And it's okay. And sometimes yeah, you forget, totally like sometimes you forget, you can make up your own rules. <laughs> you're just like, oh, it's me. It's just me. Yeah. Or you get stuck in like, well, this is the way it's always been done, or this is the way other yes. people do it. Um, but and that, like, I think I mean, that was me. I was like, yeah, you have to time block because that's the best way to organize yourself. And then um, like 10 years later, it's still not working for me. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm just not doing it right. And it's just like, no, it just doesn't work for you. Like figure out another way. Yeah. Yeah. And the, yeah, like you said, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I'm just completely neurotic. And like, I don't need to say <laughs> I'm okay at this point. Like, I'm like okay I know myself. myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what I'm up against over here. Yes. I, I know what's going on. So that's the lesson of this podcast. Know yourself. That's <laughs> know it. Yourself. <laughs> just, just know yourself. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So what's one solid action step that you would tell someone to do today in order to just like move in the direction of their goal? Um, you know, I was thinking about keep this. Move, keep it just to keep it moving. Cause you know, sometimes we can make up a lot of excuses to pause, to just stop. So like, what's just one thing that like, that you would do to just keep it moving from the burrito um, to the filet mignon? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think because a lot of, so what I, you know, what I work on is illustration and greeting cards and stationery and things like that. Um, so when I've talked to other people about working in their businesses, a lot of it is in that same vein. So I was thinking about this and I would say, if there's one thing you can do today, that's like really easy, it's email someone. Um, okay. like oh. email your email list and say, Hey, I've got a new product, email a client that you want to work with and say, Hey, I'd love to work with you. Here's some of the pieces in my portfolio that I would love to show you. Or maybe it's someone you want to collaborate with. Email them and just be like, hey, I'm just reaching out to you to see if we could collaborate. I love what you're doing. And it doesn't have to be I like a really that. long, in-depth email or, you know, it can be like two lines or email a friend. And like, because you never know, I feel like one of the most valuable things I've come to learn in my business is the power of friendships. Yes. And like, even if they're not your customers, you know, they, people know people, especially, and you know, because yes. you're in Atlanta too. Atlanta is a small town. You, I mean, it's whoever small. you meet probably knows one of your friends. They do. <laughs> exactly. So, and I, I feel like a lot of, you know, places are like that. So I would say, email someone, put something okay. out into the universe. Um, Should we do or, this scare? I mean, the what? Should we do this scared? Yes, because most of the time, and I guess there's um, 
some if if you're in the um, illustration world, you probably know the name Bonnie Christine. She has okay. this phrase that's like it takes ten seconds of courage, and I kind of feel the same way. I don't want to you know steal her line, but I kind of feel the same way. Sometimes if I'm really nervous to email like a new client or something, um, or submit my portfolio anywhere, I'll write my whole email. I'll read it out loud a couple times because that's how I operate, <sighs> and then I'll just I'll just hit the send button and I'll be like, oops. <laughs> it's like, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. I just, I just hit it. And then I say, oops. And I've, it's I've gone. And there's nothing I can do about it. <laughs> because sometimes um, you'll like read it over and over and over. And it's just like, send the email. Yeah. Send the email. Like no one is going to, you know, nothing's going to explode. email so scary? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like the more you do it, the less scary it becomes. Okay. Um, so just taking that like very small moment of courage to just be like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to hit send and like, okay, like whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway, but you know, what's not going to happen if you don't send that email, anything. So exactly. that's my advice. Send an email. I, I love that. Cause when I had to send these emails for this podcast, I was like hyperventilating because <laughs> one, it's a podcast. Like who even am I to be doing that? And then it's just like, it's something brand new, you know, like you're much more confident when you're doing something that you've been doing, but something that's completely different. Yeah. It's kind of scary. And so I just like, I wrote this email out. I thought of all the people I thought would be amazing and like literally, yeah, just hit send. And I was like, yeah. maybe. And I was so excited to get your email. I was I like, know. oh, I'm please. glad people were excited because I was just like, are they going to get it? And I was like, okay, Erin, she knows. No, I was actually really excited about this because I feel like a lot of people are more open to talking about like kind of the yes. messier side of like running your own business. And like, it's I'm messy to admit, yeah, that I have <laughs> massive anxiety. Um, that oh, I've really? been working on for years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it is it probably from a uh, business or just life? Probably just life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think yeah, I think things that I was taught growing up as a woman. I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that about your own mm. self worth and about how much space you're allowed to take up. Um, oh yes. About saying no to things. About people pleasing about standing up for yourself those those things I have come to understand especially now that I'm in my 30s I have a lot of you know a, a larger amount of perspective than I did when I was in my 20s about mm -hmm. things that I'm not willing to shrink myself for and things mm. that I'm going to say I'm sorry or not even I'm sorry but yeah just no <laughs> That's one of the things I'm working on. I just did it is not saying I'm sorry. Yes, it's, Key it's hard. To <laughs> I, I've, I think I've deleted that out of emails multiple times when it's like, mm -hmm. unfortunately, like, no, it's not unfortunately, like just say what it, it is. It just is. Yeah. I, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's been a process. And I think, you know, as women, a lot of us were raised that way. And, and it's been this kind of really cool moment to see everybody kind of coming into a place where we're like, you know what, I don't have to bend over backwards to, you know, make this person feel better. I'm allowed to take right. up my own space. I'm allowed to tell people, hey, that's not cool. You mm -hmm. know, and, and that's been a process for me. And I think a lot of anxiety comes from, from that place. Okay. 
How have you been, how have you been like practicing it? Like, did you learn from therapy online? Like, how did you start to implement it? Um, well, I, I have gone to therapy for like off and on for a lot of my life. Um, and one of the things that I did start to do, um, was when I would feel really anxious, I used to get panic attacks a couple of years ago. Um, and it wasn't really from my business. It was from a situation I was dealing with where I was living. And, um, what, one thing my therapist, you remember, I remember, yeah, it was not a great time in my life. Um, cause I, uh, there was someone who lived in my apartment complex who was terrible. Um, but I would, you know, I went to therapy and we talked about like grounding techniques where you would, um, look around the room and, identify things in the room as a way to kind of bring yourself back to reality. And then in the process of doing that, I also felt like I could establish also a practice of like grounding myself in gratitude. So kind of like look around the room or my apartment or my house or wherever I was. And I would say like, like right now, like I'm, I'm so thankful that the sunshine is coming in from this window. Like I'm so thankful I have a roof over my head. I'm so thankful that, you know, I have the internet and we can talk to each other and I have a way to connect with other people, even though I'm working by myself. Um, I'm so thankful for my health, things like that, that like, I, you know, I could kind of take a moment and reground myself in Mm -hmm. like, everything is okay. Are you breathing right now? Yes. Like, are you physically okay right now? Yes. You know? And so all the things that make you feel really anxious and all the scenarios that play out in your head of like, well, what if the okay. client says this? Or what if, you know, I'm not getting along with so-and-so? What if they email me and say this? Or what if they text me and say this? There's like, so many stories we can tell ourselves. So yeah, many stories. And I'm the queen of like <laughs> the shower argument. I've really had to learn, like sometimes I'm in the shower and my therapist would tell me like, just focus on the feeling of your feet on the shower floor. Oh, I've never thought and that. That's where I think she, about everything. Me too. And she was like, just try and take a shower and only experience the shower. Don't try to experience, don't try and problem solve. Don't try and experience the argument, the thing you wish you'd said, or the great comeback you just thought about 30 <laughs> days later, you know, like two years later. Um, just experience being in the shower, give yourself permission not to have to solve any problems. And I do that when I'm going to sleep too. I'm giving myself permission. I don't have to solve any problems right now. I'm resting right now. And I have to say that to myself. It really is. It's a practice. It's not something that you just like, oh, got it. You know, I love that. That's something I need to practice because in the shower, I'm going over, I don't know, something from like 1999. And when I'm going to sleep, yeah, I'm just, I'm making up all kinds of stuff that has not happened. That's going to happen tomorrow, but it's not really. Oh yeah. When it's just quiet and it's just you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's why I keep the TV on. I'm like, no thoughts, (laughs) but that's not, that's not healthy. Don't do that guys. It's not healthy. I know we had, we had a stint where we were watching like forensic files before we went to bed. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I mean, I love forensic files, but like, I can't do this Wait, anymore. but those are the best shows. A&E has, oh, first of all, I ordered Discovery Plus. I nice. shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I'm on it No, I all. support you. 
there's so many shows it's it's too much i don't even know tlc just they suck my soul dry mm-hmm. oh my no, goodness I feel you. but yeah i really do like I, I have to sit there and tell myself like i don't have to solve any problems right now and sometimes when you just that. say that to yourself it just kind of gives you permission of like i'm allowed to rest right now i don't have yes. to run through my to-do list tomorrow I don't have to think about what do I need to order from the grocery store? Like what, do, what are the miscellaneous things of running my household that right. I need to remember to buy or remember to get or remember to ask about? Like I, I can just rest. So you, can, you can just be, you can show yourself grace for things that you, sometimes I beat myself up a lot about random things. So sometimes I fill in spaces with that. It's like, oh, you're, you're having too, but too good of a day right now. So let's talk about <laughs> this client that you didn't get yesterday. You know, like, it's just like, I'll fill in spaces. And so I'm working on not filling in blank space all the time. Like, sometimes it is okay to just sit there um, because it does feel, I don't know, sometimes in those spaces, I automatically feel like a failure. And it's just like, just because you don't have anything to do every second of the day, does it equal failure? Like I tried to take a, some days off and then I had a breakdown during the days off because I didn't have anything on my schedule intentionally, but then it felt like you're a failure. You don't have anything on your yeah. schedule. And I'm just well, like, think, you don't have to fill in every space. Yeah, that's so true. And I think it's because, you know, we get on social media, we get on Instagram and so-and-so has gotten this collaboration and so-and-so has done this. And yep. you're like, well, I'm not doing anything right now, which is ironic because we're sitting here talking about like, you should give yourself more white space. And what does success look like to you? Financial freedom, like and freedom. not having to do anything, <laughs> yeah. you know, not having to do something all the time. And then the moment that we take, the time to be like, I'm not going to do anything today. We're like, I'm failing. And I can't, <laughs> my business is going in the gutter. It's just like, yeah, why are exactly. you right now? Very, you literally very ironic. You're okay. <laughs> like literally the bills are paid and you ask for this time off. Why are you freaking out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh. I have to self Or I that. illustrate like just for fun. Like, which I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's stop, not. go bake some banana bread. Like, geez. Like, you know, that's, I would do not, something. that's your job. Well, also, because kind of like when you're when you're like artistic expression is also a job, it's hard to find the I don't know, because sometimes I don't yeah. pick up my camera because I'm like, well, I'm not working. But also photography wasn't always a job. It was it was the thing that I did for myself. So it's like, sometimes I'm not even doing right. it for myself. That line is very weird when you turn your kind of like passion into an actual business. It's right. And balance. I think there's, yeah, I totally agree. And there's something to be said, because like, sometimes you want to, like when you're always, and maybe you've experienced this too, when you're always doing your creative work just for clients, it it kind of stifles sometimes yes. that that like experimentation and like yes. trying new things yes. and like but weirdly enough you also want to save that like creative energy for when you're working and you're getting paid for right. it so it's sort of this catch-22 thing of like you know do I take a break or do I do this because I enjoy it and for me I think I always just try and 
the way that I decide whether or not to take a break or to do the creative thing is like, what does my body tell me? Like, am I like bursting with that creative energy that I'm okay. just like, I, I can't stop thinking about this. I have this great idea. I want to do it now. If that's the case, I just go ahead and do it. Okay. If, if it's forced, then I'm like, and uh, I'll make a thumbnail of it <laughs> or something and I'll, or I'll make a note and I'll come like, back later. On Monday. Yeah. Monday at 2 p.m. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my last question is who inspires you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, you know, I have to say, I have to say um, the artist Lisa Congdon don't know if you're familiar with her work. She does a lot of work. um, She's based in Portland, Oregon, and she does a lot of work about, um, she does illustrations about mental health and um, social justice. And her designs are very, not abstract, but like they're, they're very angular. And it's like an opposite style from like the kind of stuff that I do, which is very flowery and organic. But she is very inspiring to me because she worked in like corporate America and she only discovered that she loved to do art in her like late forties and early fifties. And she now has built this like massive business um, where it's, it's her and she's doing all of the artwork. And I think her wife is her agent and, um, or her manager or is in some kind of role like that, but she she doesn't have a team. She doesn't have a staff. She's just there creating the artwork, um, you know, writing books and giving lectures and, and using her life experience as a way of like communicating through art. And I just really, she's sort of the example of, of what I'd like to be later in my life of, of, okay. of just still creating artwork, still licensing that artwork, having the financial freedom you know, and, and you can just tell from her Instagram, like she just loves her life. Like she just is, has a practice of gratitude and, um, is out, you know, in nature all the time is thankful for her relationships. Um, to me, like, she's just really someone I I look up to a lot and, and I love, it also helps that I love her work. Like she did, um, she did a limited edition, uh, poster for the inauguration this year and like she's just she's very oh. cool yeah so she she inspires me a lot as like someone that like I'd like my business to look like that and okay. I'd like the freedom that you know she seems like she has she takes bike rides every morning like I don't <laughs> I love to ride like, bikes but like that, that kind of thing yeah <laughs> like she's and um and then this is this is probably going to come off as really corny but I I mean it so much um, my sister, uh, just became a new mom and, uh, yeah. So my, my niece turned one two weekends ago, but she was a new mom through the pandemic and it has been an eye-opening experience to see how much work and devotion, like the, um, the cycle of like motherhood is, and maybe that's, you know, uh, people who are like mothers to us or people who, you know, are grandmothers or, um, or dads who take on the role of being a mom as well. Like, um, or just any kind of person who's like a mother figure. I 
had no idea how much energy <laughs> that takes. And now that I'm in this moment of thinking, like, am I going to start my own family? Um, those relationships have taken on a new dimension. And I am oh. constantly inspired. Like, I have a lot of friends who are moms. And um, hearing their experiences going through the pandemic and homeschooling their children and making sure everything's Super still women. going. Yeah. And that was, I, that sounds so corny, but I really, really mean that. No, like, that's that amazing. Was so, that was so inspiring to me that like we have, and I think it speaks to the power of, of women that we just, am I allowed to swear on this? Yes. Oh, we just handle our shit. Like, we really do. I mean, we just handle our I watched shit. my mom because I was with my mom during last year during that time. And mm-hmm. she was juggling um, my brothers. He's 11. So she was just she was getting up at seven, um, getting his breakfast ready while she was like on a call with like, I don't they had calls all day doing so this her work call, yeah. and then setting him up for his school and then like going to take another call coming back to check she's checking like homework like actively going through like how do you even know this math right now like she's, she's <laughs> like the teacher and like and the mom and then the chef and then the housekeeper and then her whole other job which was in medical in the medical field so oh, wow. during uh last year it was crazy I mean it was just just like what is she can I help you with anything and she's like (laughs) no you just be like kind of in her way because she's like has this rhythm and she's just going she's like I got it yeah mothers are I don't mothers are I this is why I'm not a mother yet because I don't even know if I have the level of skill that you need to really just (laughs) to rear a child like it's crazy yeah I really That's do. It's funny that you say that because I <laughs> I've been having that same conversation with myself of being like, man, like I have a lot of imposter syndrome around it of like, well, yes, I, I don't know, <laughs> really. <laughs> you, um, I just you know, got but these it, plants <laughs> to grow. Know, they're still alive, um, but no, I mean it has been. I I think like right now as a larger part of the conversation, like right now, there's so much conversation about how much power women have and how effective we are at, you know, just handling it and like getting it done. And like, I, I'm very, very inspired by that. Um, And inspired by all the women in my life that, you know, are just making it happen. And, and I think that's very cool. I love it. Well, I'm inspired by you and just all of all of the women entrepreneurs that I know, like every day I meet a new woman that I'm just like, you don't even, you don't even need help. Like you got it. You know, like everybody's (laughs) like nervous about everything, but I'm like, no, because if you took this step, I, I know that you have so much more in you. So it's just like, I just always look forward to seeing what they're going to do next, what, you know, what magazine cover you're going to be on, what book you're writing. And I just like being like in the company of amazing women and just like hearing your stories. And you taught me a lot today. So I know I always feel like I've done a couple, you know, interviews, like especially this spring about like different topics and stuff. And I feel like I always learn just as much as like I share. Um, And so it's, it's really cool. And I love what you said about like, just watching the community of women around us that like it's so nice to know you're not alone 
you know, especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're working alone in your house, like, I mean, I am, and like, we have partners and stuff, but like, they're not always there. Like they're not in it the same way, you know, that we are. And, and it, and sometimes it can feel very isolating. So it's nice to know that there's other women out there who are experiencing the same things and are going through the same struggles and, um, and are trying to achieve, you know, whatever measure of success makes sense for them and their lives. Yes. And, and just um, not quitting unless yeah. you just really want to quit. But I feel like we don't really have to. Um, we just, you're going to stumble the whole way through. Like nothing is going to be like extremely smooth sailing. That's like what I mostly want people to know. And it's just like, just get up, brush your little knees off and just keep going and call me if you need some kind of motivation, <laughs> like call somebody, <laughs> just ask for help, which I'm learning too. I'm learning how to ask for yeah. help. Yes. That's also so that's, something. That's a whole nother episode. I know for real. I'm usually calling Jenny from Jenny's ice creams and getting a pint. And just, just there pie. yesterday. That's my final piece of advice. Jenny's, Jenny's. ice creams. Thank you. I'll be here till Thursday. Like, <laughs> that's all. That's all they needed to know. Thank you so much, Kelly. This honestly, I Thank love you. talking to you. And I it's know such this a blast. is amazing. And like, I love your energy. You are so inspiring. And like, I just oh, love what you're doing. You. And, and this was really a, a real treat for me, especially at the end of my week. Yes. So thank you. Where can people find you? Oh, yes, that is important. Um, yes. So. Uh, mainly I am on Instagram and you can find me at paper Raven, like the bird paperraven.co. And then my website is shoppaperravenco.com. And you can find all my products and my collaborations there. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Erin. And I can't wait to see you soon because what's coming up? My wedding. <laughs> Kelly is choosing my wedding. I'm so excited for it. So So thank you, Kelly. For more information about The Climb or for show notes for this episode, visit kellyray.com slash podcast.